So let's everybody warm up, get to it. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Seeker. I thought it was weird that Mel had a no, heart. No, I got fiberglass all over me. You do. <laughs> Thanks Same. for doing that, by the way. I'm going to get stomach cancer now. <laughs> do you guys all feel itchy? I, I picked it up and he was like, don't worry, it comes off. Mostly comes off. This is even oozing comes out, off with, whatever it is. With prayer and fasting. Um, oh, this is going to be amazing. Well, you're on a timeline, man. Maybe we should let's get crackalacking. Let's, yeah, let's do it. Okay, cool. Did you say crackalacking? Mm-hmm. He okay. did. That's how, that's how he rolls. Just checking. We're going to crack a like, like a bolt of lightning today. Like a bolt of lightning? Yep. Okay. Yep. A fast one. <laughs> not, not a slow. Not a slow. Slow lightning's dangerous. First John, chapter 2, verse 12. Picking up from last uh, episode... We're gonna read. Uh, we're gonna read through all the way through fifteen. Seventeen. Sorry. It's right out. Fifteen's right out. Okay. So First John chapter two, <clears throat> verse twelve. I'm writing to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for His name's sake. I'm writing to you, fathers, because you know Him who is from the beginning. I'm writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you, children, because you know the Father. I write to you fathers because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you young men because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the evil one. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away, along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. Whew. Right? <laughs> so that's what we're going to unpack. So kind of just teeing up into, into verse 15, going through just really quick, the verse 12 through 14. The highlights of it, the highlights of it just real fast is they've just been like laid on a bunch of heavy stuff for for a while now so far in this book and he's kind of stepping back out and he's kind of like giving them like a little bit of a breath of fresh air like to encourage them like build them up and kind of I mean with all these powerful things that he's talking about and then he's dumping back into verse 15 so this is kind of like a breath of air almost in the middle of a lot of heavy things that are going on but I think verse 15 is where we really want to start digging in this is really hard for me sometimes do not love the world or things of the world. Well, I don't know. For me personally, it just that's that's one of those easier said than done kind of passages, right? Like, mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. That's really hard to do, to put that into practice, because that's all we know. Right. Like that's all we experience. That's all we have. Like the tangible reality of is the things of the world. Mm-hmm. So. To kind of distance ourselves from that and to to be able to take that step back and to look at that in through sort of the the eyes of scripture is challenging. Right. A lot of times. I've maybe done this like twice. <laughs> yeah. This is the third time tonight. I don't think I'm close tonight. You don't want to do it? I'm not sure. Okay, well, we'll stay. 
Because I got a big cup of coffee. <laughs> it's easy and to it's, do when you're drinking water, folks. And it's yeah. piping hot, and it's really yep. tasty, and I like coffee. And my coffee's good, too. Right? How's, and those cookies were delicious. How's your water, Julie? It's delicious and refreshing and healthy. Okay. So healthy right now. Mm-hmm. So healthy. <laughs> you're glowing with health. <laughs> it may be the fiberglass. It's the fiberglass in my system. We're in our new studio tonight, by the way. Uh, yeah, it's partially Brought to you new. It. Uh, half the panels in here are just pure fiberglass. But it's super cool. It is. And don't love it. Don't love it. Oh, yes, of the world. I get it. I get it. <laughs> That's what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Gotcha. So let's unpack it for a second. Like, what is, uh, so what is, like, what is the world? Like, what is the world? Is Can I go it... back to love first? Oh, that's earlier. Well, <clears throat> yeah. If you want to back up two words, then yes. Love, yes. So it is interesting. In this chapter, uh, I just flipped back. In the instances where we're talking about love, where we're talking about even the love of God being in us, it's um, conditional on us keeping God's commandments. And then it, it shows um, kind of a, a place where we abide in him. So if I think about loving the world, um, I think about loving the world as in like keeping the world's commandments, abiding in the world. Like that's deep. That's not just saying that I really like my car or, you know, you know I really don't. But I, I really like this fiber class. It is it's it's a bit deeper if we use it like the same definition of loving God or God loving us. It is about like abiding in the world and um, putting confidence in the world and like kind of selling out to the world. Right. It's not just about things we like. It's about really getting kind of deep into the hole. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we think about that, so now we unpack the world. What is yeah. the world? Right. Um, seems to be in contrast to God. Right. Yeah, it's loving the things that are not of God, yeah. essentially, right? Yeah. Yeah, because it's easy to think, well, God gave us the world like to appreciate, right? Like, he gives the trees and the birds and the mountains and hiking and whatever, like, things you want to enjoy that are of the world. But that I don't think that's what he's... This is, that's not what he's talking about here, right? right? Although those things can become the world, like, in this context specifically, if we put being out above being like with our God or serving our God, right? I mean, it certainly can be swapped around. Yeah. Yeah. Any of those things, verse 16 helps us, right? It helps clarify for all that is in the world. And it's about lust and it's about pride Mm -hmm. and, you know, lust are things that, that we chase after that are of our own desires. And when we give in to them, so says James, then that's when, um, sin takes root. So there are things that are enticing because of things that we really like and we enjoy and maybe we want to go after. Um, and then we are drawn away into them when when our own desires like a fuse, the, the fire's lit to the fuse. And then we, we push forward. So those things seem to be in opposition of God. Um, but the question is like, what could they be? Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Um, to your point, could they be good things? <laughs> Could, could we let good things draw us out, or is this talking about things that aren't necessarily good things? I mean, it sounds like his direct, immediate point is things that just we understand are not good things. Well, he says all that is in the world. Right. Well, we know that anything. Like, Christ <laughs> had desires. He had longings. 
I've longed to eat this meal with you. He said that at the Last Supper. Like, he desired to do that. But, so is any, I, I guess to Julian's point, I would think that anything that would lead you away from God. Right? So we're kind of getting into sort of idolatry territory now. Yes. That, that's kind of what I think about whenever yeah. I think about this. Sure. So back to what Daniel was saying then. When we unpack it a little bit, just take a little bit out of the suitcase, then your point becomes very evident mm-hmm. that this is not necessarily an easy thing to kind of wrestle with and deal with. Yeah. That we could see ourselves on nearly every hand, even though in the beginning I think I made it seem like hard because it, it means that you've really sold out to you, really, you're really clinging on to something, abiding in something. Well, once you open it up and say, well, there are many things that this could be, and it's really anything that you put in front of God, then you go, man, I've, I've got several things going in front of God right now. Right. Yeah. And, and since to have the love of God perfected in us means we must abide in him and keep his commandments, it, it, we just further clarify the fact that we could very easily be loving the world right now mm-hmm. and all over, the, just love hearts all over the place. You know? Yeah. Well, I think if we're honest with ourselves, all of us probably have some areas in our life where we're loving the world and we shouldn't be. And it doesn't have to be like a punch in the face kind of area, like, you know, one of these like really bad ones necessarily, although it very well could be as well. But um, yeah, it could just be, um, I, I want to spend like my evenings just binge watching Netflix because I'm tired after work. Yep. And I leave totally. no room in my life to pray or to become close to God in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And. You justify it to yourself because, like, everyone needs a little downtime, right? Um, Yet, at the expense of what? And now I say that sounding like every night all I do is pray and read my Bible. And that's not true because I certainly do watch (laughs) Netflix. Um, Six of seven nights. Yeah. So um, I'm just trying to be real, though. But, like, it can be, like, maybe, but is that the right thing for me to do? I'm saying, like, okay, I can convince myself easily that it's okay to do these things. Um, so how do you draw the line? Where do you find the line in that? I think that's maybe what I was getting at is, is this, honestly, does John draw a line? Are we making, are we making distinctions John doesn't make? Right. That's a good question. So that we can justify going and doing whatever we want to do. I I would agree. I think what I was going to say is I don't know that he has one. I don't know that he has a line. And maybe this is this is like a very good point for many areas, but I think as a whole we try to say, well, there's balance. There's a. I'm not sure I that that s- the Lord really said, make sure you have some balance. I'm so. He said, sell out. He <laughs> said, he said, take up your cross and follow me. I get all of it. Is yeah. what he said. If yeah. you don't, if you're not willing to leave behind mother and father and everything that you have, and everything that you ever were. To follow me, you're not worthy of me. That whole balance argument, that's that's carrying less and less water with me these days. Yeah. I'm hey, if we're just being a little transparent here, that's so why thing. not just yeah. say right. it? I mean you're I think your yeah. Netflix example is spot on. Absolutely. Because you know what I think? I think, okay, okay. But when do I get to kind of relax then if I don't right. do it now, but when? And you know, the, the answer out of Hebrews was like, hey, that wasn't rest, but you're going to get some rest, <laughs> but you got to hang in the game, and hanging in the game is right here, so it's like, 
I don't. The yeah. Lord didn't create yeah. Netflix, right? Yeah, right. So well, what's the this? I mean, passages like this is what led to like dudes in the fourth century going and sitting on twenty foot tall columns in the desert, right? That's what leads us to the asceticism movement, where you renounce all flesh, you put on the hair shirt, you eat nothing but the what a what a movement. You know the the ascetics. Right? Oh yeah, those yeah, the ascetics. Would, you know the ascetics. Those guys. Yeah. Those guys who would like they would totally renounce everything worldly. They would go off and be hermits in a cave somewhere. They would like wear the hair shirt to mortify the flesh. All that stuff. Like that's where these verses lead you. And I don't think that's right either. Okay, <laughs> can I come back and now use the word balance? <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're flipping. Okay, wait, wait, but I don't mean balance from like. <laughs> okay, here we go. Hang on, this mm-hmm, day I mm-hmm. want to watch my Netflix. So I don't mean balance as in like this. I mean balance as in this with other passages, right? Because because balance with this as it harmonizes with other scriptures says like I can't go put myself in a bunker cuz I'm going to violate Matthew 28:18, right? How I'm am I going to love my neighbor. Yeah, I'm going to have I'm going to struggle with these things that I have to do. So yeah. that's why I meant balance within the scriptures, not balance okay. so I can watch Netflix. Okay. Yeah. You're good with Netflix. I was still hoping I would have a chance to watch Netflix, so I wish you brought it back to that. If only this episode was sponsored by a media company. (laughs) Yes, some large company of starting with an N. Um, Nerf? (laughs) We could have some fun with Nerf. (laughs) Okay. They had the basketball goal. Now, now, when you think when you think about loving the things of the world, yeah, when you think about. Like what you guys are saying, and I actually I agree with you, um, but I don't want to. I was going to say, can you? Go. How can you not? There you go. I, but, yeah. Yes, I totally. Don't, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Because you know you want to glob onto now the things. Now we're real. Yeah. <laughs> this is where we go. Yeah. And so, so, but you know, of course, like we don't get to choose. It's not a choose your own adventure to salvation, right? And so, yeah, I gotta ask yourself. If I have to sacrifice and give up all these things, yep. like, what in the world is worth that? Like, why am I going to do this? How am I going to pick this? And we got verse 17 following it, right? The world's passing away. Yes. Along with its desires. Mm-hmm. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. Like, that's where we're going. Because, like, otherwise it doesn't make any sense to go through this if there isn't something amazing on the other side. That's it, I think. Because you said, what in the world is worth all that? And the answer, of course, is nothing. Exactly. Right? Yeah. That's the answer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but we're, we're just so easily just consumed by the world because that's yeah. all we see and it's all we know. Like, that is our three dimensions of existence, four if you count time. Um, yet, like... The <laughs> I've been watching too much. Like, you don't like him? He's, uh, too his much. voice is like... His voice is amazing. Very relaxing. <laughs> too much Cosmos on Netflix. <laughs> Anyways. Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but is that okay if we watch that? Yeah, if it's educational, I can, I can okay. watch The Passion, but I can't watch anything else. <laughs> right. Things that are biblical. But that's <laughs> the passion is where you went. But that's it's it a though. Tough movie to this, watch. this whole thing's gonna fall apart though. Just if if someone's trying to like understand, okay, what does it mean to be a Christian? And then we say it means you give up everything that you want to do, right? And don't do it, even if it's something that's not even bad. And you want to do it like above like other things and priority lists. Like, sorry, you don't get to do that anymore. Um, that's gonna be a hard sell to people unless they understand. 
um, who God really is and mm-hmm. what the love of Jesus really is and understand that we are made from him, by him. This is not even our world to play in. This is a gift from God to be in. And like what lays on the other side of the world is just beyond imagination. It breaks down like the four dimensions that we have and we'll just open our eyes to like this whole other thing we don't even know exists that's just um, indescribable. I mean, we can, we don't know. Yeah. It's the love of God that lives there. Yeah. And, and yeah, like you're saying, if you, if you're trying to, help someone understand for the first time like why would you even want to be a christian it is difficult to to hit him and go here you go like you should love jesus and they're like i'm sorry what <laughs> like but if they get there and once they get underneath it mm-hmm. and once you see what jesus did for you how much god loves you i throw the spirit in there can't leave him out but i'm just saying that understanding then leads you to a place where you're like, okay, okay, then whatever you want me to do, right? I sound a little Francis Chaney, but it's just like, whatever you need me to do, I'm going to do. Whatever you want me to do, right? So whatever he says to do, you're like, I'm doing it. And you're just willing to do it because nothing makes you feel, speaking of the passion, nothing makes you feel worse, right, than, than if you're like watching reruns of The Walking Dead, right? And then you think about the fact that Jesus got lashed to death, although lived, right? You know, got mm. flogged before he went to a cross so that you could what? Did he do that so that you could sit on your couch and watch reruns of The Walking Dead, right? Or, or did he do it so that you could so that you could just think about how you could draw closer to him or think about how you could encourage somebody else or think about how you could read his word or think about you know these are yeah. things to contemplate think about how he fulfills his promises exactly all those things. exactly and, and and when you start when you start weighing those things you go you know what i just thought that i would be fulfilled by watching netflix but actually i can be way more fulfilled by doing these other things that jesus actually wants me to do like coming to a better understanding of him is more fulfilling than watching the best show they put out but we have to experience it to know yeah Absolutely. You that's give it. It's a pregnant pause. You give it. Fulfilled like four times. I can say it if I want to. <laughs> that's fulfilled. That's how he says I'm it. From the <laughs> that's how he says it. Fulfilled. Dude, he's worked at Amazon for years when we have fulfillment centers. For, and that's for, just how he says it. Fulfillment centers. Other people say fulfillment. Yeah, he's been saying that for years. <laughs> yeah. With what? You know, okay. But you were dead right on all this of This is points. what he wanted to stop me for? <laughs> I, was I, wasn't, I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> Fur-filled is not a word. I also say pen instead of pen. You say what? Pen. That's what we say. Pen. 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 P-I-N. Pen. Pen. Not pen. I don't say pen. <laughs> I'm hearing pen. I'm okay. not hearing fulfill. Okay, yeah. do you say bowl or bowl? We're not always, we're not all perfect. <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to stick with fulfilled. <laughs> well, I'm glad we had that sidebar. That was fun. That was good. Yeah. Here's the thing I wanted to bring out, though. And you were spot on with everything that you said. But in the, at, at the Last Supper, and this is going back to John's Gospel, John chapter 17 is Jesus praying for his disciples, praying for the apostles, right? And he says in John, this is the Gospel of John now, chapter 17, beginning in verse 14. 
I have given them my disciples. I have given them your word. And the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. So then we go back to do not love the things of the world. Right. So we sort of tie that into what Jesus prayed for John and the other apostles. And it's, I think we have to sort of come down on the, on the, the question of temptation, of the drawing away from God, the focus being on um, carnality versus spirituality, on being on, on physical versus uh, heavenly, on godly versus uh, demonic, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is that an appropriate passage by which to read First John through? Am I comparing apples to oranges there? <clears throat> Not, I think it's right in light of what he says that the world is. Mm-hmm. Right? Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see that. Which we always point to as like, that's the ways we're tempted, right? Right. The three ways that which man is tempted. Right. So... But then you think about James, you know, where it's like James 1, 14 says each person's tempted when he's lured and enticed by his own desire. By his own desire. Yeah. Then, and then this is the scary part because you think like, okay, so you want to do your own thing kind of, right? But then in 15 it says, then desire when it's conceived gives birth to sin and when sin is, um, and sin when it is fully grown brings forth death. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's... It, Anything that's displacing God in the long run, no matter how insignificant it seems, is going to end up, um, uh, whatever's displaced God out, something else fills in, right? And it's not God. That's the world. And so, yeah, we, we don't have a way around it. Like that's, We have to be able to focus 100% on, on godly things. And that's super hard. I mean, like, it sounds like... While remaining in the world. Yeah, while remaining means, in the world. Right. We can't remove ourselves from it. Right. So we got to exist. Like, we still... I mean, we need jobs, right? Like, the Bible... I mean, we're supposed to be able to provide for our families, right? There's certain things. We have to be in the world doing world things. You need cars to commute or a bus, whatever. Like, you can't get away from it, right? But within the boundaries of... I mean, and that's where everyone's got to make their own decisions on if what they're doing is deprioritizing God in those but that's where this you know your self-reflection being honest with yourself is super critical too because I mean we could step back I'm sure each one of us could step back and say you know what I should cut back on X um I'm just saying well I, we could find something you give me a look like <laughs> can, can I throw this out there yeah. that um should we even take a more radical approach not just cut back, but kill, like kill something. Because here, here's why I say this: one one statement that I'll, I'll, I make often is like some someone will talk about a biblical topic, and I'll say, I don't know much about that. I haven't studied that one, but I should totally study that one, right? But if you ask me about the latest, like I don't know, mini series that came out or whatever, whatever, I won't miss an episode, right? So if you ask me about that, I can always tell you what just happened, right? <laughs> If it's something I'm interested in, I say. 
But I will tell you the same topic this year. Next year, I will tell you the same one that I still can't tell you about because I still haven't studied up on it. Mm-hmm. Right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, year after year, we say the same thing. Mm-hmm. But, man, year after year, we, we are not going to let, like, 10, 10 seasons go on something. Yeah. You're not going to miss the Giro. Exactly. I'm not. I, I haven't missed a Giro. Did you tell you? Dude, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I haven't missed. I have not. I really, honestly, this is sad. I have not missed a major tour, Volta Giro, or the Tour de France since, like, since I was, like, 23. Right. Yeah. Wow. It's your Super Bowl, man. I have most of them. It's sad. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so what's gonna change? I don't think I don't think it's like I don't think we can just say we're gonna cut back. I think we have to kill something. We have to be very radical in our approach. Personally I'm thinking about how to kill something that would enable me to spend more time studying. Okay, so yeah. there we have a we have a friend He's going to hear this again, know who it is, in, in our meetup. One of our meetups. Good. This will keep him kind of anonymous. Basically, the dude comes home from work and just goes, and just studies until he goes to bed at night. And this is standard for him. Mm-hmm. But when he speaks, it's like, it just comes right out, man. It's very, it just, it's, he's just a river flowing of scripture. And he finds great delight in it, great joy in it. It's not like he's doing it so he can tell us about it or he's doing it uh, because it's a burden or something he feels like if he doesn't do, God's going to get him. He has found great joy and great delight in just meditating in God's Word. Oh, yeah. If we asked him to, to, I don't know, man, we have killed Netflix. (laughs) But, you know, I didn't say anything about AV. AV's okay. Um, Yeah. But if you had asked him, hey, man, watch this with us on Netflix, he, he would probably very politely decline because it's going to take away an opportunity to delight in the word. But I'm sure he'd discuss the word with you. Yeah. You know, it's like he can still have a regular conversation, but he's not going to participate probably in something, some hobby that he feels like is going to take his time away from the Lord and ultimately will probably turn his, his affections away from the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's what's important. Mm-hmm. No, I think no. you're right on the money. It's making me think back to even something you said earlier too, Julian, about um, kind of going all in on on it. And um, so remember when Paul is talking about how to run the race, mm. right? So in First First uh, Corinthians chapter nine, verse twenty four, he says, "Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it." Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not. Um, I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. I mean, like that's the significance of what this is. This isn't like a fun run that we get to go through in this life, yeah. right? It's not like social hour like hey let's get donuts at the end of the run i mean although that sounds great um this is a race like to win and to to podium and i mean if if anyone's ever tried to podium in any kind of a race even if it's just like your local town 5k whatever it is like it is so hard to podium anything because there's so many people that are so good and so competitive out there and like to actually podium is a hundred percent dedication you change what you eat, you change how you think, you change like 
um, your entire schedule to revolve around like training to podium. Like your entire life is dedicated to it. You work because you have to work to pay the bills, but your life is dedicated to winning that race and podiuming. So that's what it means to 100% dedicate yourself as a Christian. And that means like an all-encompassing, all-focused mission in life. And you know you can't get away from that verse with anything else. It's impossible. 